Hey everyone, welcome to the Rad, Really Rad Dad podcast uh, with Jordan Fisher and Keith Brown. Um, coming back to you on May, is it the 12th? 13th. 13th, 13th. Yeah. Losing track of days here with the yep. quarantine. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> so um, <laughs> we're going to uh, talk about a few things today. We got current NFL current events, NFL draft, free agency, uh, NFC East, AFC East draft, uh, draft and offseason grades, and uh, got a few other topics we'll throw in. So uh, you want to just jump right into it? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's go. Current cool. events? Yes, sir. So uh, this is the longest draft without sports ever in the history of anything. So yep. 58 days was the uh, 1981 MLB strike. 23 days is in 1994, another MLB strike. We're well beyond 60 now, and right. we're going crazy. So yep. hopefully we could get these you know, podcasts through to you, and it will suffice for everyone. Right, right. It helps us get through at least being able to talk about what we want to be seeing, but it's not good enough sometimes. But we'll try. We'll try, folks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, a little bit of news happened on Friday. The Saints cut their three-time Pro Bowl guard, Larry Warford, um, made the last three Pro Bowls. He's still unsigned. Um, and it's yeah. got me kind of thinking a little bit now, like – it's not it's not the players it's the covid right. it's everything yep. going on in the world um and the fact that they can't get the physical among other things even really negotiate um but anyway they saved seven million but i mean he's a pro bowl guard it's wild that they got rid of him um they like their guy that they drafted in cesar ruiz out of michigan in round one but maybe that's their plan to just roll him out there um so kind of segueing into this discussion, though, um, one thing that Adam Schefter brought up is that because the NFL is actually losing money right now, it uh, says here that if there's three, there's three point two billion less in revenue if they start the season, play every game with no fans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to sum it up a little bit, they're going to see a salary cap drop from 70 to 80 million next off season. If this continues, if there's no fans at the stadiums, which is a real possibility at this point. Um, it's funny cause like nobody is talking about it. And right. now I'm kind of thinking teams are actually trying to save money right now. Um, I'm looking yeah. at numbers here. It's wild. I mean, there are four teams that have $28 million or more of cap space still. Um, I mean, usually teams want to spend, spend, spend until they get the best players available. And right, you know, out there still. You got Logan Ryan, who apparently is going to get signed by the Jets, but nothing's official. Larry Warford, I mean, three Pro Bowl quality guys. Right. It's wild. It's wild. Mm -hmm. You've never seen anything like it before, ever. So... It's... Uh, yeah, he's one... One thing that I was reading up on, um, and I, I don't know the exact reason, I'm assuming it's just because California is going to be maybe behind the eight ball with, in terms of where they are with like opening things back up. I don't know the exact answer. It's probably something to do with that, but I read um, on um, actually through Mike Florio, pro football focus, or pro football talk, um, 
that the uh, the Raiders are, might have to share their stadium with uh, the Chargers and the Rams. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even doubt that because, I mean, they're losing – the NFL is losing – they're bleeding money right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of jerseys, let's talk about that hideous Rams jersey. Hideous. Horrible. Hideous. And everyone's got the same reaction on Twitter, whatever, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, goats are related to, to the Rams, right? Because goats are, like, relatives yeah. of Rams, right? Yeah. Because those yeah. are bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> they're That's they're not – oh, my God. They're not pretty. <laughs> nope. Not at all. So. <laughs> they're actually – so there's been a bunch of teams that have unveiled new uniforms this offseason. And um, – I probably are, I don't like the majority of them. I think that the Patriots were nice because they were kind of simple and um, classic. Um, Colts didn't really do too much to how they, they changed up what they were doing. I think I, I think I kind of like the Bucks just because it wasn't it was very minimalistic what they did. But like the Chargers, I mean, uh, well yeah, the Char actually the Chargers were nice. Chargers did have nice ones, but um, the the Falcons, the Browns, now the Rams, like uh, there's. I think um, yeah. we've kind of like hit like like a high with with jerseys. It's right. like, okay, right. what else can they possibly do? And a lot yeah. of these jerseys are like very simplistic, like the two stripes yeah. on the sleeves, nothing else really going on. Um, yeah. That's kind of what the Rams did. The thing for me is like the numbers, like it's got like the color fade that's so ugly. Like, and I don't like the yellow that they use. It's too bright. It is. It is. It is. Um, the logo too. Like I don't know. Maybe like whoever's making all this up, I think is like a secret Seattle fan or something. <laughs> I mean, I know there's not like big rivalries out there, but something. Right. Right. Something. Yeah. <laughs> how, what? How would you feel if the Eagles changed up their jerseys? like for next year i'd almost be scared because it's like you see so many bad ones out there it's right. like right. i don't even some teams just like don't need it like the you know i mean obviously the raiders wouldn't ever need it really i mean it'd be cool to see like an alternate but uh i think I an know. alternate i'd like to see is like an all black like black pants black jerseys yeah that'd be cool helmets. but yeah. just as an alternate i know a lot of Eagles fans are screaming for the Kelly Green. Uh, I love them. Right there. Alternate to come back. They can only do it with their helmet, though. Right, right. If you do, yeah, like that helmet. Yep. If you do an alternate, you can't have an alternate helmet. Like, you just right. can't have an alternate helmet, which makes no sense. But I guess, I mean, it probably costs a little more, but, I mean, they make billions. Um, so, but you just think it just bring more money, and fans are gonna buy, you know, the the helmet that they the alternate helmet, and yeah, I mean, it's I would say yeah. it's one of the more popular jerseys on your way out there. So, yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, one of my buddies, one of my good friends, uh, Tim, he sent me a link and uh, said that Vegas right now has Tampa Bay losing two games this year. Vegas, they have them yep. going fourteen and two. That's insane. Fourteen and two. Yep. So only to um, the Saints once in Kansas right. City is yep. their other loss they have right now. Right. Um, you know if those two games are are road games for the Tampa Bay or are those home games? I believe they were both road games. Okay. Okay. Because if they're home games, shoot. I mean, those are winnable for Tampa if it's home. But I mean, yeah. Those are two with New Orleans. Um. I mean, Tampa's a really – Oh, yeah, they're in their division. 
Yeah. Right. I know, I know um, like, Tampa's got a great offense right now, and it's looking right. good. The offensive line needs a little help still. But the defense, I don't know if that can hold them up to be, like, right. a love win team. I think, like, right. right now they're still, like, a 10-6 and six team. Um, the defense is solid, but not, especially like, in that, keep them in games. Especially in that division. I mean, you have the Saints, high-powered offense. Yeah. You have the Falcons ish high powered offense but still can can score. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be Yeah, Falcons are kinda hot and cold. You never know what you're gonna get with them. You could have that one MVP season that Matt Ryan had or right, right. have a dud too. I don't know. They're a little odd, but who's the fourth in that division? Why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, NFC's or uh NFC uh NFC uh, South. It is why am I drawing oh the Panthers Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. don't have to worry about your defense there. They'll be They're probably, probably bottom probably. two or three team right now. They might be in the running for Trevor Lawrence next year. Not that I don't like Teddy, but it's just tough. Right. The roster right. as a whole is bad. They don't have much around him. Yeah. So you need to get him more help. But anyway, yeah. DJ so, Moore's pretty good, but that's about it. Yeah. So you got any more uh, NFL current events? No, just that the, the stadium issue is that you know, we kind of briefly touched on. I also read that the 49ers would go to Arizona and play at the uh-huh. Cardinal Stadium. And then the Rams, whenever there's a conflict with Raiders Stadium, because either the Chargers would be there or the Raiders would be there, um, the Rams would play in Dallas, the Cowboys Stadium. Oh, wow. That's so wild. For California, those three teams might be dispersed for us throughout the year and just be all over the place. It, it might be a weird NFL season, if, even if we're – we have a full slate of games. They they start the season on time. It might be a very strange, different season. I think so. I think most definitely we're going to get a full season, but there's probably going to be no fans, at least for the yeah. first four games. Right. At right. least for the right. first month. Um, and I was thinking about it logistically, like are all these guys getting tested for coronavirus, uh, COVID? And you think about it. There's 53 team, 53 players on a roster. You get, I think, 11 more with practice squad. That's roughly 65. Coaching staff makes 80 to 90. You get, like, the assistants, too. With the upper – Equipment personnel, trainers. Yep, trainers. It's roughly, like, 120 to 130, I was thinking. Maybe 150 with interns. Right. Um, So, I think it was, like – like, 3,500 to 4,000 players will have to get – everyone will have to get tested. Right. That's not out of the realm of possibility, though. I don't think that's a huge stretch, um, but they're just bleeding so much money that they almost have to play, which is cool because we'll watch. I mean – Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I saw Adam Silver, which this would be true for the NFL, especially for the NFL more so than the NBA, but Adam Silver told teams that they they have to – get used to the fact and be okay with the fact that there's probably going to be people within their organization that get tested positive and you just, you're just going to have to move on and just keep going. Yeah. I know. It's, it's hard to like digest when you hear people say like, we're just going to have to live with it. Like not nah, shouldn't be like that. But the reality is if we want to get out, want to go into a depression, do normal things and right. not, yeah, going to a depression, then that's the reality, unfortunately, um, which sucks because it's like people just aren't safe and people don't wash their hands. And this is a big reason why, like, mm-hmm. this is such a big issue. <clears throat> but anyway, 
Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, I've actually got, you know, the draft is over and done. It's been over. Uh, this is kind of the time of year where I look at next year's draft class. I'll just go over my top five uh, way too early 2021 um, big yeah. board. Um, at number five, we've got junior quarterback Trey Lance, true junior, out of North Dakota State University, 6'3", 220. Uh, won the national championship last year for uh, North Dakota State, um, 16-0, and 0, right? So no losses. Their closest uh, win, I guess, would be – it was an uh, eight-point victory. <laughs> um, yeah. 28 touchdowns, no picks. No picks. Wow. Threw for 67%, 1,100 rushing yards, 14 rushing touchdowns. So he's not like a guy that could just sit back in the pocket. He can run on you, too. He was only sacked 12 times in 16 games last year. Four fumbles, one loss. So that makes a grand total of 42 total touchdowns in 16 games and one turnover. Wow. Probably the best season you'll ever see from a quarterback in D1, whatever it's called, D. Double A. Yeah, double A, yeah, that's right. He won double A, yeah. Yeah, so um, he's a guy who could shoot up the board. If he if he has another season like that, he'll be a top five pick, I think, no doubt. And he'll yeah. follow the same path that Carson Wentz did coming out of North Dakota State, too. Right. Um, number four, I've got junior cornerback Patrick Sertan II out of Alabama. That name probably sounds familiar. His dad played for Miami for uh, quite some time. He was a Pro Bowl I think either safety or corner um, in the early 2000s. Um, he's extremely versatile. Uh, 6'2", 203, had 42 tackles, two picks, eight passes defended, and three forced fumbles in 19. They kind of lined him up at the nickel, at safety, on the outside. They kind of did everything with him. So yeah. Patrick Sertan, the second out of Bama, is my number four guy. Um, Number three is actually a junior wide receiver out of LSU, Jamar Chase. Uh, he won the Belitnikoff Award yeah. as a sophomore, yeah. true sophomore last year. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm ready. That's right. That's right. Um, at 84 catches, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns, uh, averaged 21.2 yards a catch. I mean, just one wow. of the best seasons you'll ever wow. see from a receiver. Right, um, and he's a speed guy. He can get up too. Um, he kind of did everything. And mm -hmm. typically, I wouldn't have a wide receiver in my top three, but yeah. most people do. But he's that good. He's yeah, real. he's the real. Guy. Well, just to just to interrupt you, Keith, Mel Kiper has him at his fourth. Yeah, wild for top top five prospects of next and year. He's, so he's you're right on par there. You're right on par. Receivers. Yeah, he's usually pretty low on them. Right. Um. I actually had Trevor Lawrence, uh, everyone knows, junior Trevor Lawrence, 6'6", six 220 out of Clemson. Um, number two, um, which most years he'd be my number one guy, but I'll get into the number one in a sec. He had 36 touchdowns, eight picks last year, 66% uh, throwing, 563 rush yards, actually. So he actually developed – I mean, I call right. him Pete Manning with legs, which is saying a yeah. lot. But, yeah. I mean, that's how good the kid is. Um, he started off super slow, though. I mean, he had yeah. some really bad games. 
Yeah, he um, did, too. He did, yep. His last eight games, though, he threw for 22 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, the title game was a dud. He, had, he was 18 for 27, uh, sacked twice. Um, I, a part of it was that the receivers really weren't getting open down the field. But at the same time, he didn't extend plays to help himself out. So we need right. to be a little more consistency out of him. Um, there's, there's some guys that get drafted, though, that don't necessarily shine in the spotlight that do just fine. So right. I wasn't super concerned. You just want to see more consistency next year out of him. Um, junior Penne Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, offensive tackle is my number one guy. Um, I wow. can compare him to Quentin Nelson. He's that good. He might be better, actually. Wow. Um, six foot six, three twenty-five. Um, I mean, you name it. He could. He's great in pass protection, uh, run run game. You can rely on him. He can even swing out for you on a screenplay. He kind of does everything. Honestly, there's right. nothing right. that he's really like bad at. And. Right. To be 325 at 6'6 six, six is a very manageable weight, and he carries it well, too. <clears throat> so that's my top five for the uh, 2021 big board, way too early board. Well, no, I definitely not. I just looked it up real quick while you were talking, Keith, because I wanted to see um, <clears throat> what Mel Kuyper had. He, of course, has his out already, so definitely not too early. But you, you're right on par with him. I mean, he's got Trevor Lawrence as his number one prospect. But number, number two is uh, – Penne Sewell, or however he says it, that tackle. Number three, though, he has Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, which, quick note on him, I watched him on Netflix. They have a documentary called QB1. So I watched him in his senior year of high school, and, man, the kid's a freak. Um, number four was the wide receiver from LSU, Jamar Chase. And then Kuiper had his fifth spot, Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. So. Yeah, yeah, your Penn State guy there. Big Penn State guy. He's so really cool solid. He was close to my – he was like six or seven for me, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like Justin Fields a lot. Um, and he threw for like a higher completion percentage, too. I think right. he needs to focus more on his downfield accuracy, though. A lot of it was his system that they gave him a lot of screens, a lot of short Deacon Doug plays, which is sure. great. But, um, I mean, if you look at his numbers, though, I mean, I don't want to – cast any shade on him he had a phenomenal season last year I think it was like 42 touchdowns and only like three or four picks it's insane um he just I I think he's too much of a runner still right now um like to me he's still kind of like just a running quarterback um not to say he can't get the ball downfield he just needs to focus a little more on the downfield passes work on it more yeah yeah so um Let's uh, let's go over the uh, NFC, AFC East uh, offseason grades. You want to start? Let's do it. Sure, man. I'll hit you off with uh, the Bills, and I'm going to give them a B. Um, they they add, definitely added some some big names and some just kind of filler filler positions. But obviously, we know they traded for Stephon Diggs, which is huge. Um, I think he's going to come in and have immediate impact. I, I think they're they're going to have a very solid wide receiver group because of that. They also brought in Josh Norman, which I really think his better days are behind him. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they've got definitely um, um, a stud corner on the other side, so he might get picked on a lot. But we'll see. It'll be interesting. They did lose Shaq Lawson and Lorenzo Alexander. 
But um, in the draft, they drafted the defensive end, A.J. Espinosa from Iowa. I like that pick a lot. He, he was projected early on to go kind of round one, fell a little bit because of his combine, didn't have the greatest combine. But in terms of talent, he was, a, he was talked about as a first-round talent. And then they, they drafted my quarterback. You know, you know, he's my guy, Jake Fromm. Interesting move, but in this league, you got to have a good backup because you, you just don't know. They um, drafted a running back, Zach Moss, to kind of take over for uh, Frank Gore kind of take that that spot that power back runner and then um I, I feel like some of their needs still after all that is going to be on the offensive line side they did sign some un, um, undrafted free agents but um still going to be a question mark and then edge edge rushers are going to be a question mark for them because they lost two of their best edge rushers they're they're guys that were first and second on the team in sacks so I'll, overall I gave them a B I definitely think that they addressed some needs they still have some things I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out but um, I'm, I'm putting them at probably 10 and six, maybe nine and seven, but somewhere around that 10 and six, nine and seven record this year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I like the move getting Epinesa. He some people had him as a top 15 guy too. So I mean, that was that was right, a steal right. for me. Um, and you know what? Like the combine doesn't mean everything too. So great pick for them. Exactly. Yep. Um, so I got, I'm going to start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, hurts me, but I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give him an A for this offseason. It really killed it, honestly. Right. Um, the only thing I would say that they, they, they made some nice signings with getting Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe, but they're kind of older and kind of on the last legs of their career. Um, right. Maybe Poe more than McCoy, but uh, McCoy's last Pro Bowl was in 2017. Um, not to say he didn't have a good year the last few, but not kind of like that Pro Bowl level. Um, and then they got HaHa Clinton Dix, uh, 78 plus tackles in all the six years played. Very underrated guy. He's definitely a game changer, I think. I've always been a huge fan of HaHa Clinton Dix. I want the Raiders to get him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly, I was hoping before the Eagles made all these moves, same deal with him because I mean they got a great deal out of him it's just a one year I think it was like three and a half million so he's 27 years old um I mean just I think he's gonna make a big impact on that defense and it's gonna really suck to watch as an Eagles fan (laughs) they got Greg Legzerline my favorite kicker actually one of my favorite kickers in the NFL they signed him to a three-year deal um, and then the draft. I mean, what more can I say? We talked about it in the last episode, or maybe the one before. Uh, C.D. Lamb getting him 17th. It's like, what a steal. What a steal. And then they got uh, Neville Gallimore in round three, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Another steal who I had as a round one guy. A lot right, of people right. did. And then Tyler Piazzitz from Wisconsin, uh, center guard. Um, he was supposed to be like a round two, maybe three guy. He went round four. We re-signed Cooper, a little rich, five years, hundred million. He's among the top paid in the NFL right now, the receiver position. Um, not to say that he's not worth it, but that's just a lot of money for a receiver. Disappears. He disappears in big games. He disappears yeah, against that cor- the you know better corners. Yeah, I mean, I will say in the final game against the Eagles, when he was needed, I mean, Sidney Jones broke up that one play. I think that was against Gallup. But uh, Cooper just – i he wasn't anywhere to be found when it counted. He was off the, off the field, wasn't he? I think there was a game at the end. I thought it was the last game where it was like oh, the last play. Yeah, I think it was. And he was off the field. 
Yeah. Feel, it was only a few months game. ago. I can't even remember. <laughs> Wait, you get it, though. You get it. I, yeah. I think you understand. I, I'm not a Amari Cooper fan. Sleep deprived. <laughs> so How yeah, I gave, you are. Yeah. I gave them an A. Um, I've got them going 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. Um, they just got a really solid roster. Right. Pains me to say that, but they really do. Um, yep. They always find a way, though, to get close to 8 and 8. You know, like – Right, right. Um, but Mike McCarthy might be the difference. Um, you know, a lot of that was Jason Garrett, Mr. Clappy, you know. Clappy. <laughs> and they go three and out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but, uh, yeah, that's my uh, first NFC East team. I agree with that great, Keith, especially with bringing in Mike McCarthy. I'm a big Mike McCarthy guy. I think he's a very good head coach. Yeah. It was just kind of where it was just time in Green Bay. I don't think it was necessarily because of him. It was just in general. Just because yeah, it was like an Andy Reid situation, kind of, where it's right. like it's kind of getting stale. Right. Right. So, um, so now I'm going to go jump over to uh, Miami. Yep. Pitch up with the Dolphins. A, I thought they killed this offseason. Um, I mean, first of all, they had a ton of picks in the draft. So just in general, they've been kind of cleaning house and just trending in the right direction. They started off really bad last year, but. That coach, he, he had him playing, and that's a sign of, you know, a good team, good culture, and, and I, I just like the way they were trending at the end of the year. Now, some additions, they brought uh, – they traded for Matt Morita with San Francisco. They brought in Byron Jones, probably overpaid him, but still, he can play. They brought in over Kyle Van Noy, who was a stud in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, Chef Lawson from uh, – they brought in – they stole him from Buffalo, and Eric Flowers. So, just, I mean, big names, solid players. They did lose, and this is maybe more of a addition by subtraction, but they lost Taco Charlton. That's the only name I could really come up with that is recognizable for somebody that they lost. So if that's your biggest loss in the offseason, that's pretty good. Um, obviously, we know that they drafted their guy. We'll see. I think, he's, I think if he can stay healthy, I think he's a, he's a franchise quarterback. And Tua, Tonga Vailoa, and I practiced that because I wanted to say it right. <laughs> Come with Iloa. Um, they drafted a tackle, Austin Jackson, a, g- a good cornerback. These are their first round picks. They had three first round picks. Two, uh, their tackle, Austin Jackson, and then a cornerback, Noah. Not even going to say his name. Um, they ended up drafting <laughs> three offensive linemen throughout the whole draft, which I thought that was one of their needs was the offensive line. Um, they brought in, they drafted an edge rusher, Curtis Weaver. I would say that right now, they're probably their bigger needs are going to be wide receiver, but. I really like what they did. I gave them an A. I see them sitting at about eight and eight still, though. I don't know if they can get over that hump yet and get to that winning record. Um, I just think maybe it's going to take a year for Tua to really adjust and and learn and kind of get his feet under him. I could see them going nine and seven, but I'm going to predict it at eight and eight. Yeah, I think um, with Tom Brady leaving the division, that helps. But uh, they're kind of a team that needs to get some depth still. They got some good starting quality players. Right, um, right, and I like Breida a lot. I think he's one of the most underrated backs in the league. I think he can definitely get a thousand yards this year, even right. even with uh, I think they got Jordan. Yeah, it's Jordan Howard. Um, yep, with yep. him in the backfield, he's more of a compliment back at this point in his, his career. But yeah, right. it's wild. Like you said, they got rid of Taco Charlton. He's he wasn't even that great either. Right. So I mean, it's all like addition and. They're, one of their other big needs was offensive line, and they definitely addressed that. So they're definitely moving in the draft. right direction. And, yep. uh, and I'll say um, the coaching tree just keeps growing for Bill Belichick. It's, it's insane. Right, right. So, 
Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're getting New England guys just like Mike Vrabel is in uh, yeah. Tennessee, just like they're doing in Detroit. It's wild. Yep. yep. <laughs> Giants. Yeah. Giants that yep. coach is a yep. New England guy. You're going to see a lot of guys going over there now that used to be on the Patriots, yep. too, getting some of their secrets. <laughs> yep. So um, I've got the Eagles now. Take I, this with a grain of salt, if you will. Because <laughs> I'm very realistic about my own team, though. I try to be. I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to say 16-0, and 0, you know. It's, just, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. you might as well not even play the game. It's like – so um, I've got a B for them for their offseason, actually. Um, very solid offseason. Um, good, not great. Um, okay. What's that? Like Dwight, he smells uh, – he smells uh, – what's his name? He, sm- <laughs> he smells his breath. Good, not great. That, that's oh, a yeah. with the Eagles right now, <laughs> Michael Scott's breath. Um, yeah. I had their draft as a B. Um they had some steals, definitely. Davion Taylor, linebacker, on uh, the third round, super fast. I showed you a clip of him the other day. Yep. He had 4-4 four, yep. four speed. He ran down a running back from the other side of the field, just insane motor. Round four, they've got uh, they got Wallace, um, Kevon Wallace out of Clemson. He's a safety, um, very impactful. When you look at uh, pass deflections, he's right up there among the other guys. Um, catch rate is second to none. Um, yeah. He was supposed to be a, <laughs> he's supposed to be a round two guy, honestly. Um, maybe round three, but he fell, and they I think they it's gonna work out nice. So yeah. they also got Prince Tagawanogo, offensive tackle out of Auburn. That was a steal in round six. I was very happy with that. Now they have very solid backup. In him, um, they got obviously for signings. They traded for Darius Slaves, a sign-in trade, kind of yeah. like an NBA move. But uh, actually, it's funny. You look at all the pro football focus numbers and just all the stats in the past five, six years. He has the most passes defended since 2014. It's a hundred, 100 passes okay. on the nose defended since 14. Number two is Stefan Gilmore with 90. Wow. Um, and then they got Roby Coleman from uh, L.A. Um, I mean, he's a top ten. Oh, that's right. Me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it. I mean, like, yeah. that's just a great – oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. I had to Rick Ross. <laughs> I know. I'll drop it in. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, he's top ten, maybe a top five nickel for me. I mean, right. he's got the speed to keep up with these guys. Um, he's the eighth um, – oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. He's part of that controversial play, but yeah. uh, I, it sucks because he's just known for that. But he's so much more than that, you know? Um, they got, any, yeah, they got Javon yeah. Hargrave from uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, very underrated yeah. defensive tackle. They signed him to a three-year deal that was a very team-friendly deal, too. Yeah. He's actually yeah. the eighth overall rated uh, defensive tackle per, per pro football focus. Um, not a huge PFF guy, but when they look at overall grades and they rank him eighth, that kind of made, that kind of stood out to me. Um, that sign and trade for, uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, they traded for him and then cut his salary then more than in half. So even if he doesn't make the team, all they lose is $1.5 million. I mean, there's no, and it was a late round swap. So 
kind of low low investment, possible high return. Uh, they got Will Parks uh, out of your team, your favorite team, the Broncos. Um, Get him out of there. He's he's actually, you know, it's funny. You look at the way he plays and the style and kind of what you saw last year. It's kind of like your boy uh, Kwiatkowski there that you guys got out of Chicago. Yep. linebacker. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of playing time, but when he was in, he made it count. He got right. about 48 or 49% of the snaps, I believe it was. And he still showed out. I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. was, he was very clutch, too. He showed up for them in big moments last year. Um, very efficient. And they actually played him in the nickel, too. They played him at linebacker. Um, kind of a little bit of everywhere. So I like all these guys that the Eagles got that can play multiple positions because you've got your core guys, too, like Avante Maddox, Sidney Jones, who made that huge play to get them into the playoffs last year. Um, and then you've got uh, Cravion LeBlanc, one of my favorite nicknames, Strap. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, his name is cool anyway, Cravion LeBlanc. Yeah, cool isn't name. that crazy? That yeah. should have been on one of our uh, names there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of our favorite names. But, uh, I mean, for the first time since I don't even know when, I, I can't even remember. I'm really excited about this secondary. Because you, yeah. you, guys, you, guys, you got guys that can play multiple positions. Right. Um, well, you guys deserve it. You've been – it's been yeah. kind of – I feel like inconsistent, leaning more towards bad. Yeah. Back it's there been for rough. you guys for a little bit. Yeah, it's been rough. And then they got uh, to kind of round out. Jatavis Brown, linebacker, uh, he played at, uh, with the uh, Chargers last year. He only had 98 snaps, 92 snaps last year for some reason. Years before that, he was like a hundred tackle guy. In eighteen, he was he had ninety seven tackles, very very solid tackler, and they just didn't use him. Um, and the Eagles got him for super cheap, so I'm hoping that works out too. So um, you know, overall, a pretty solid, yep. I would pretty say, solid off season. B yep. maybe B plus, um, but I'm kind of hard on my team. So yeah, no, I, I am too. So I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna jump over to the Patriots. Yeah. I'm giving them a C minus, Keith. Okay. I, I, they just they lost too much, and um, I mean, you know, Bill Belichick. I'm sure that the guys that they did bring in and the guys that they drafted are gonna end up being, you know, lunch pail guys, hard workers, and you know, will will do their jobs, and we'll know that the Patriots will be who they are. I, I'm guaranteed that's what's gonna happen. In fact, I said I think they'll probably go nine and seven because of because of Bill Belichick. If it weren't for him, they're a, based on their roster, they're a max four-win team. But you add the greatest coach of all time to that roster, and I think it gets them a winning record. I don't know about playoffs, just because I think the Bills could potentially take over that division this year, but I'm at least going nine and seven. But C-minus, though, in the meantime. Um, some, of, some of the guys that they brought in, they re-signed Shilil Calhoun. Chili Calhoun, sorry. Um, Devin McCourty, which is big, Matthew Slater. Um, they brought in Brian Hoyer again. I guess just leadership in the locker room. Um, Bo Allen, Adrian Phillips, they lost. Obviously, they lost Brady. I put Gronk here, even though they didn't lose him this year, but they still, you know, I mean, obviously he came back, so he's not still retired. So I added him to the list. They lost their kicker, which, I mean, it's a kicker, but at the end of the day, special teams, I think, is a big part of this game. Oh, yeah. Kyle Van Noy, we mentioned him earlier. They lost Jamie Collins. They lost Danny Shelton. So just a lot of big names that they lost. Um, they drafted an, uh, a linebacker, Josh Uke, 
out of, yeah, out of Michigan. Michigan, he's yep. Not, um, he's not great. Right, right. A safety who was, uh, I think it was out of Division II. Oh, but, yeah, um, Kyle Duggar. Kyle Duggar, yeah. Look at you. player Look at you. of all time. What's that again? Best D2 player of all time. So, Bill Belichick, I'm not surprised. And then they yep. drafted for the first time since they drafted um, uh, Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. They drafted two tight ends. So Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I, I still think wide receiver is going to be a big need for them. Um, I mean, they have Nikhil Henry, Harry, which who knows? We don't know about him. He might be a star. He, we just don't know. And then um, I still put quarterback as a need because I just don't trust Jared Stidham. Apparently, he was a stud in, in high school in, in Texas, but uh, I just don't, I don't I, I don't buy that they are fully invested in him. Yeah, it's hard so to because, believe that. Right, because I just feel like they haven't shored up the quarterback position. I gave them a C minus. If I felt better about that one position, I'd maybe bump them up to like a B. But just because of that one position, which obviously is the biggest position on the team, I want a C minus. Yeah, when you lose Brady, that definitely bumps it down a little bit too. Um, Shalit Calhoun too, the defensive end. Your boys, the Raiders, drafted him. Yeah, and uh, he's another guy that the Patriots turned him around, yep. and they really. Oh, yeah. They, they do it. Him. <laughs> they do it, man. Take me off. Solid year, and I liked him coming out of uh, Miss, uh, Michigan State too. Yep. But uh, he had some off the field issues too, if I believe, if I can remember right. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a meh off season. Do you think they're going to go after Cam still? So I heard again today. I was listening to another podcast, and people were talking about still talking. His name was still attached to the the Patriots, and I. I just don't see it. Nah, me neither. No. I don't see it. He's not a New England I think guy. Not a New England guy. He doesn't have – he's not going to – New England is, is uh, um, a very um, mild personality type team. And he, mm-hmm. Cam's got a big personality. You know, the, the after-game outfits he wears, and he's very – he's on social media a lot. And um, I just don't think he fits that culture. It would be a lot of work to kind of reel him back, which it's like right. it's 30, 31. So it's like – you can't. You just can't. So I don't even think they want to bother. So, yeah. But um, I've got the Redskins next. If you're all set, cool. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm re- I'm interested in this because I, you know, I'm just outside it. I live just outside of DC now, so I follow them. Closely. All right, that's right. So yeah. I gave them actually a C plus uh, off season grade, uh, B minus draft. Um, they did draft what they needed for uh, for. Uh, Sorry, offensive lineman. They got a little depth. So that was nice. They tagged uh, Brandon Scherf. Uh, they really didn't get any receivers, though, and it really didn't help them out. They're very thin at receivers still. I mean, it's really Calvin Harmon and Terry McLaurin. Beyond that, there's not a whole lot of guys. They're going to be a team come week eight where when they have guys banged up, they're going to be rolling guys out there you've never heard of. And it's, right. it's inevitable. Um, not great wide receiver depth. They did draft Antonio Gandy-Golden out of Liberty, which was a nice pick, um, but I, I don't know. You got to give him time. It's a small school guy. I don't see him making an impact immediately. Um, nice red zone target, big dude. He had a touchdown catch in the Pro Bowl – or in the uh, Senior Bowl, so. Okay. Um, they really – I think if you look at their secondary, too, it's still like bottom five bottom five um they lost norman um however he didn't do great there his last year his last two years really 
Um, I will say it wasn't getting a lot of help over the top. Um, you had Landon Collins, but a lot of the feeling was that he was left alone on an island against the number one receiver most of the time. Right, and he was right. 32 now. You know, you stick right. him against Julio Jones and you don't have a shot. Right. So um, they got Ronald Darby from Philadelphia, which I was just glad he was out of Philadelphia because he got burned way too much for my liking. Right. That right. helped, I guess. But he's yeah. nothing more to me than just a nickel who you can't really rely on all the time. I mean, he's got good speed, but that's really it. He's right. a long way removed from that Super Bowl run the Eagles had a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, the only thing working for him right now that can win them four games, I think, is Ron Rivera in that coaching yep. staff. Um, right. Ron Rivera alone will win you four games. I didn't care. Well, yep. Like, He's such a good coach, um, and I was bummed to see him go, go into my division. But um, I, I think they can. I think they can make it work with Haskins. They just need to give him a little more time. I mean, someone was saying this morning that Jay Gruden was fired in week four, and it's like then you just roll him out. What did you expect? So right, right. I think you just got to give him more time, more tools, and he'll be yeah. set. Um, more of a system guy, but I've got the Redskins going four and 12, honestly. Um, like I said, that roster is not great. Um, yeah. The only thing saving them is Ron Rivera and the front four. They drafted Chase Young. Um, so now you've got him, you've got Deron Payne, you've got Jonathan Allen. That's a really nice front four. Um, yep. And then you got Ryan Kerrigan still. So the defense will bail them out. The coaching will bail them out. They might win five games, but I think they're going to go four and 12 again. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, so that's what I got for the Redskins. I agree, Keith. I, I see that four and 12 as well, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that they'll, um, even, even against the Giants, I think they'll struggle. So within just their division alone, they'll struggle. Yeah. Yep. So um, did you see last year? I think it was last year. Maybe it was 2018, but. I think it was last year, um, Trey Quinn, the wide receiver, who was actually Mr. Irrelevant in 2018's draft. Um, after he caught a touchdown one game, he did the scar and dance. Yeah. Yep. In the office. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I love, love that. that he did that. Yeah, that was that. awesome. Yeah, he's a big speed guy, and he's still on the team, but uh, he's been hurt a ton, too. Right. I love that dance. So that, that yeah. won me over <laughs> for him. <laughs> awesome when he did that. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, Keith, I got the Jets last, and I saved them last for a reason because they're the Jets, man. They have so much turmoil going on in that in that front office, that management and management. I give them a D. And I mean, they they addressed some issues. I think the offensive line was was a, a way that they kind of tried to to go in the offseason in the draft. And I think that they did an okay job of of um, filling those holes. They um, picked up Connor McGovern. I think that's his name, the center in all free agency, which he's, he's a, that's a pretty solid signing. Um, they brought in George Fant and it, pro football focus had him ranked as the 53rd best tackle in pass protection. Yeah. He ain't good. <laughs> so you brought in the 53rd best pass protector to protect your quarterback's blind side. <laughs> that's the Jets, man. That's the Jets. They brought in uh, Greg Van Roten, Roten, I don't know. They retained cornerback Ryan Poole. Um, here you go. They lost Brandon Shell, Tom Compton, Brandon Copeland, Robbie Anderson. And then I did put this as a loss, but it's actually an, an addition by subtraction. It's Tremaine Jackson. I had to throw him in there. 
Yeah. But, um, yeah. They just lost too much, and they didn't address a lot, most of their needs. They, like I said, they did an okay job of addressing the offensive line. They drafted um, cornerback Bryce Hall, offensive tackle Makai Becton. So, I mean, they're, they're trying here, wide receiver Denzel Mims. But Denzel Mims might be their number one receiver. Yeah. <laughs> so, I put for needs in all caps and underlined weapons. They've got nothing. Yeah. Denzel Mims, I, we don't know. Who knows? Who knows if he'll work out and if he'll be good. And if he's he expected to be their number one, I don't know. So, I gave him a D. And honestly, I think they'll go to six and ten at absolute best if they're lucky. Because I like Sam Darnold, seven and nine. But the kid has nothing. So, I'm going six and ten. And that's even being general. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think they're a five and five or six win team. Um, Becton's probably going to be the left tackle of the future, um, but he had a few concerns, True. and that's why he fell to eleven with his weight. He's right. like three sixty, and he's he's big. Right. <clears throat> so even that, I mean, it's funny they lost Robbie Anderson, and they really didn't replace him with anything. So their their one right now is like Quincy and Nunwa, and he's always hurt. And it's like right. you really you really expect Darnold to be successful with that. Right. It's kind of like exactly. a game situation almost. It's like right. you really think this is going to work? Okay. Right. <laughs> so I've got the, I got the other New York team now actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. The football giants. I didn't even try to do that either. Um, <laughs> C minus. I gave them. Um, they had a B draft. They had a decent draft. Solid. They got um, Matt Pert, offensive tackle out of UConn, um, yep. Connecticut. 99th overall. I thought he was like a round two guy. Um, that was a nice pick after they got Andrew Thomas, fourth overall. They did address that offensive line, and they got some depth. Um, so that was a big need for them. They got uh, Lemieux out of Oregon, who I thought was going to come out let next year he could have been around two guy but they got him 150th overall they got mm-hmm. carter coughlin linebacker out of minnesota 128th he had 100 tackles all three years he started at minnesota he's yeah. awesome he's all over the field so they got him 128th and a good draft um and they they just need they need more more depth on their defense, including their off. I mean, they just need more depth, and it's crazy. Yep. I feel like I say this every year for them. Um, yep. They ignored a really suspect ses- secondary. It's funny because they're similar to the Redskins. Um, not a lot of guys you can really depend on in that secondary. I like Jabril Peppers, but there's not a whole right. lot else going on for them. Um, no depth on their D-line to speak of whatsoever. I mean – it's right. I think they're gonna go five and eleven. I think it's just because they got the new coach coming in there. Sometimes they just give like a nice juice of energy, burst of energy. I think Saquon's gonna win them a couple. You know, the line is the line's not bad. They're middle of the road right now. So I think Saquon can make it work with that line. Daniel Jones, um, he's kinda up and down. He threw some really nice balls, so I can't I can't deny that. He's gotta get the fumbles under control. But uh, he's definitely a guy that will at least win you three or four games. Um, right. So I got them going 5-11. and 11. Just a yeah. meh offseason, kind of. They didn't really make right. big moves. So, You know, Keith, I'm so used to us – or, I mean, so used to the NFL's 16 games. Did we just do all these record predictions? And aren't they going bumping up to 17 this upcoming year? Or is that 2020? That's next. That's the next okay. year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier, too. (laughs) 
So, yeah, this, like, this is 2021, though. Yeah. But. Well, there you have it, folks. AFC, NFC East. Um, definitely not too strong divisions, but definitely some strong teams in those divisions. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that NFC East is definitely top-heavy with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yep. Um, you don't know what you're going to get with the Patriots, but most likely it's going to be the Bills division this year. Yeah, I think so. I so. think so. I think it's their division to lose, at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, next topic I've got, um, I've got written down here, House Flex um, and <laughs> Dad Stuff. Um, Put it in my garden yesterday. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. We got this uh, deer preventer spray. It's like garlic and pepper. Works great. Okay. Long story short, you saw the video probably on Instagram if you follow yeah. it. Um, deer are all over our yards this time of year. They eat up our hostas. We got a mulberry tree out back. It actually blooms and drops berries all over our okay. yard. Okay. And they won't stay out of our yard. And it's right. just kind of sketchy because we let our dog back there. And it's like, right, right. we don't want her to get ticks or get attacked by one of these things. For sure, so yeah. I sprayed and it stinks, but I don't even care. I don't even care. Worth it. I don't want deer in that backyard. Worth so it. Planted a blueberry uh, bush today. So. Okay, okay. I have a nice harvest. Just a simple farm. Yeah, yeah. Just a yep. <laughs> So. Well, oh, good, man. You got a patio going there. So I haven't, haven't touched it yet, man. We're just still, we're fuming about our grass that we reseeded it. Told you about that last episode and uh, it's got, we got nothing. So they say it's seven to 10 days that it could take for you to start germinating. I don't know what's the word about You probably know more than I, but um, shoot, man, we're at that, we're at that 10 days, I think. And it's nothing. So oh, really? we're, we're holding off right now. Um, but just on the dad front, so nothing on the house front, but on the dad front, um, we taught our daughter to ride it's it's not even a bike with training wheels it's like a three-wheeler so it's not like an official bike or anything but we taught her to ride a bike outside without us That's pushing awesome. her or anything like that so that was really like in terms of a dad moment man, that was a proud dad moment there. She, That's cool. she picked it up quickly and she's a daredevil she was going pedal as fast as she could and then she lifted her feet up off the pedals and kind of just coasted and yeah, that was, that was that was that was a pretty proud moment there. That was That's a lot awesome. Of fun to watch. That's always a special yeah. moment. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, you know we hit we hit a big milestone too. Um, just yep. for everyone out there that doesn't know, son is premature. He's born in January. He's supposed to be born in April. Had a feeding tube when he came home, going in his nose. We took that out, so he's just taking the bottles. He's doing great with it, and uh, well, it. keeps it up. He's just eating a lot more now. So literally we're just feeding him all day now. <laughs> so it's gonna be big soon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's almost nine pounds now. So That's awesome. Uh, got the home nurse coming tomorrow, which is nice. We don't have to go out to hospitals yep. and worry about it. Yep. So we're hoping at least nine pounds here. Good I mean, man. gestationally, he's three weeks old and he's right right where he should be. So Yep. Yep. It's been a long road, but we're here and yeah, man. Nick, you for 97 days. It felt like 97 years, but we're here and there's no looking back. So you guys are going to be stronger for it, for all of this. It's going to make yeah. you. Yeah, we're, we're, we're happy. You know, we're not obviously happy we went through it, but we're definitely stronger sure. for it. So, yeah. I mean, even in terms of like your relationship with your wife, I feel like you guys are oh, just yeah. going to come out of that. Just 
closer and yeah. more bonded and stronger. And we can deal with small stuff now. It's like whatever. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, man. I'm so I love to hear that. Yeah, and, um, uh, and then I, I got the uh, video too where I was put my hands like he was on his belly. And oh, yep. Like pushing off like with his feet. He was like yeah. falling on his own, basically, because he was awesome, like pushing man. off with his feet on my hand, and he yeah. was scooting. I'll post a video right. on Instagram. It was, it was adorable. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, big, big stuff. Well, big stuff, for sure. Um, <clears throat> real quick, did you see, just in terms of like dad, baby, baby-related stuff, did you see Elon Musk had a kid, and did you see what they're naming it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, dude. Not, I don't even know how to say it. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I have no idea how to pronounce it, but it's X. It looks like it's an A-E, but they're like combined. So it's not like an A and an E. It's like two combined letters, A-12. So it's X space, A-E combined space, A-12. What? Poor teachers, by the way. Right? (laughs) (laughs) If he gets a teacher, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. Probably won't even need one. He's probably going to be a genius. But Yeah, we'll take attendance. Uh, Musk. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Musk here. (laughs) Yeah, so. (laughs) So weird. I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, no. I don't judge judge other parents, but this is one that I'm like. That's wild. That's just wild. Like, stop. Like, come on. It's a a person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, we've actually, um, we're talking about it. We've got a new segment called Upon Further Review that we're going to test out all into the the podcast. So, Upon Further Review, just meaning like we go back a year, two, 40, whatever it is, and just kind of go back and look at decisions. I mean, it could be like a Heisman winner, someone else should have won it. Uh, MVP winner, someone else should have won it, contracts, you name it. So I'm just going to start um, with Le'Veon Bell's contract. Yep. How about that? Oh. He's set out a whole year just to wait to get the same amount of money. Yep. <laughs> He's yep. going to be 28 this year now. Signed an average of $13 million a year, four years, $52 million. Get this, in 2019, I know that not, that line wasn't great, but look what – Saquon did. I mean, right. look what – there's guys that make it work still. Yep. He yep. averaged 3.2 yards a carry, 789 rush yards. This is a guy that's the second highest paid running back in the NFL, 461 receiving yards, four total touchdowns. So the highest paid running backs in the NFL right now, Ezekiel Elliott, $15 million this year, Le'Veon Bell, 13.1. Three is David Johnson, which is like – Wow, I didn't even realize right. he was still up there. Thirteen right. million. Derrick Henry, number four, and actually Kenyon Drake was number five at eight point five million. Mm-hmm. He's making good for him, but right. just the decision on the Jets front was just wild because right. this was weeks before they brought in uh, Joe Douglas and um, Adam Gase, and Adam mm-hmm. Gase. He wasn't afraid to admit it publicly. He's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I backed off on it. It's like, okay, well, you can't now because you said it. Yeah, right. So right. Um, the one thing that, that, that is a saving grace for them is that they can back out after 2021 and they'll only lose $4 okay. million. Dollars. Okay. They'll definitely do that because there's talks about them possibly trading him all the time. Yeah. I mean, last year, within months of him signing that deal, there were trade talks. Right. 
right? So it's just, it's a train wreck of a deal. It's probably one of the worst running back deals you've ever seen. And you know me, I can, I've, I've always said, you could get a running back off of a street corner. You don't have to pay a running back, okay? I mean, you look at the top running backs in the NFL. I mean, they're, they're not making much, and you don't need right. to. So you can roll with a rookie, get rid of them, and then bring another rookie in, really. Yeah, yeah. So. Especially just, like, the shelf life of a running back. I mean, look at, like, Tim Gurley. Two years ago, he was almost MVP of the league, and now Rams didn't even want him. No, yeah. So that's funny because he's – make- he wants that check still from the Rams. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Clay so, Matthews. I mean, all it takes is one knee issue. All it takes is one hit, and it's over. So, I mean, that could be said about a lot of players, but running back is such a niche position where it's like you rely solely on your legs and your vision that it's like if your legs go, you have nothing to look at in your vision if you, you know, if that goes. So, right. it's right. just. I've never agreed with paying a running back, and this is why. This is exactly why. Yeah. Well, so for me, Keith, what I, the thing that I went to, it's funny that um, you went with a contract upon further review, and I did as well, and I actually went with the Jets upon further review <laughs> with Trumaine Johnson, who we just talked about uh-huh. earlier in the earlier yeah. segment. I remember two years ago when he was a free agent, I wanted the Raiders to bring him in bad. And I was really glad really quickly that they did, not only because of how much the Jets had to pay for him, but how bad he was right away for the Jets. I mean, they gave him five years, $72.5 million. Think of that time that he might have been the highest paid corner. Huge, huge. Huge money. Huge money. In 2018, he only started or played in 10 games. That's it. They benched him. And then last year, he played in seven, only had five starts. And then he went to the IR. So in two years, he played in 17 games, and they wow. gave the guy $72.5 million. They released him, obviously, this year, March 18th, they released him, and he is, I'm sure you're not surprised, currently a free agent. Yep, wild. Man, the Raiders dodged a bullet with that one. But the Jets, they just have, it's just a terrible front office. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible front office. And, well, and he really only had one solid year of production because if you look at the two, three years before that when he was um, – in in LA, St. Louis, whatever it was at the time, he was hurt before that too. Right. So the Jets were dumb to pay him at that time. I mean, I remember seeing it. I'm like, this guy's a little injury prone. I don't know about this. Right. So that was one of the worst deals for a secondary player ever. So that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, my next guy. I've got Tory Holt actually. Okay. To get into the Hall of Fame has been a grind for some of these receivers, and it's just not fair. He's been okay. snubbed six times in a row. Let me just go over some of the numbers with you. Seven-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion one time, uh, AP All-Pro one time. I don't really go by All-Pros, though. 21st okay. in receptions in NFL history, 21st. Um, Let's see, 16th in yards, 13,384 for his career. And, I mean, it's insane. He had 74 touchdowns, 10 of those seasons were with the Rams. Um, you know, him and Kurt Warner, they had Isaac Bruce there too. I was going to say, um, is Bruce in the hall? Yeah, Bruce got in, I believe, last year or the year before. 
Yep. And to have to have a guy like Torrey Holt, who's really in the top 25 in most categories for every single statistic and receivers, six times in a row, it's just unfair. Right. Um, and that kind of brings me to the topic of, you know why my big thing, why I'm not a big Goodell guy, is that ever since – people don't realize how big of an effect this makes, but ever since they put the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl – Mm-hmm. people are backing out left and right. Yep. So that yep. in turn is making it so more pro bowlers get in. Right. So, and only because now this happened six, seven years ago in only three or four years time. Okay. There's going to be a huge hall of guys that are going to say, well, I deserve to get in because I got eight pro bowls. Right. right. When they really should have gotten in like four or five times in the pro bowl. Something like that. Right. But yeah. it, it's just going to be a bigger issue down the road right. until they make it so they let more Pro Bowlers in. Right. I mean, when Mitchell Trubisky is making Pro Bowls, you, you can't right. like, say the Pro Bowls mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't so, mean anything. I mean, and as good as Tannehill um, had of a season last year, he made it. Um, right, right. It's just, you're like, I'm looking on the horizon. I'm looking at Wes Welker, right? 11,000 receiving yards, most of that in six years. Incredible career. He probably won't get in for another 10, 15 years. He's due next year to get in, but it'll probably be 10, 15 years for just a guy like that. Right. And uh, it's it's just wild because now you're setting a precedent where now you have Torrey Holt, an all-time probably top 20 receiver, is waiting six times at least to get in the Pro Bowl. It's just absurd. It's absurd. So I mean, uh, it took Tim Brown a few years to get in, and for a little while, he was second in the entire yeah. NFL, the history of the NFL in like uh, receptions and yards. So I mean, he had a, early on in his career, he was um, a, a beast in the return game and had some records for that. So it, it's hard for receivers to get in. Yeah, they've always looked down on receivers getting in. I mean, there was uh, Harold Carmichael to play for the Eagles in the late '80s. He retired. He just got in last year. Right. Right. Had, I think it was just over 10,000 receiving yards. Um, I mean, a guy who, who can run, he's six foot eight, but um, he waited almost 30 years to get in. It's insane. Yeah. So it's just not fair. I think they should, they should expand the amount of people that get in. Yeah. So, because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they have the same number of people that have gotten in for like the last 30 or 40 years now when they had only like 15, 20 teams. Right. So it's a little, it's a little, they need to adjust the Hall of Fame voting for sure. Right. So. Well, that's all I had for that, but I like this segment. I like it going forward. I think we will have some good things to, to, to talk about and argue about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Gotta get the arguing and gotta get the jam. Right. Not the debate. So let's, uh, you want to do the would you rather wrap up? Yeah. Let's do it. Do you want to do top five real quick? Or are you set to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrap yeah, it up with the yeah. would you rather? All right, so let's hit, let's hit him, Keith, with uh, – I'm a big top five guy. I love coming up with lists. So my, our top five this, this week is going to be top five football movies. Now, for me, this was hard because I love football movies. I could have probably given you a top ten, no problem, just right off the bat without even thinking, sitting down and thinking Same. about it. So I gave – I'm giving you – I'm going to give you five, but then I've got a couple honorable mentions, which – I'll say right now, my honorable mentions should have maybe even made a top five list. So this was, this was tough for me, but let's just go 
one for one. So I'll start off with number five for me. Classic as a kid, Little Giants. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like number that. Number five football movie of all time. Okay. I've got um, The Replacements, number five. Uh-huh. Love Keanu Reeves. Yep. Can't go wrong. Yep. That's good. That's on my list. I won't tell you where yet, but I have that in my top five as well. Okay. Number four for me is Remember the Titans. And a lot of that is just because I'm a big Denzel Washington fan. I love the guys. He's one of the okay. best actors. So um, Remember the Titans is probably uh, number one on a lot of people's list. I actually almost didn't even have it in the top five, but wow. last second, I just realized it's a classic. It's got to be a great, great movie. Four. Yep. Um, I've got Radio actually for my, my number four. Not a, a lot movie. of people, not a yep. lot of people remember Radio, but if you watch it, that's a well put together movie. Cuba did a great job. Yeah, excellent job. I mean, yep. you know, he won awards for it. It was a, a masterpiece, honestly. Not as a football movie, but right. I mean, it was a football movie. If you want to go down that road, then we could talk about Ace Ventura. I don't know. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, I, yep. Detective. So. Yeah. Uh, number three, Keith, Varsity Blues. Okay, I've never seen that. This, no, really. Okay, so this was more like when I was in high school. This was a huge, popular movie. So, because it was an MTV movie, actually, and MTV was big back in the day, and um, Varsity Blues, people were obsessed with it. People were raved about it so it's in my top five number three i love paul walker though so that's maybe why okay i think i've seen bits and pieces not the whole thing though you gotta watch it man it's good i've actually got water boy for number three yeah all movie it's a football movie <laughs> it is of course it is close to number two but number yeah. three for me you can't you can't go wrong with adam sandler nope so nope I agree, Keith. Actually, I had um, one of his other football movies in the, in the, on the list, and then I crossed it out at the last minute. But he, uh, he makes good football movies. Who knew? Yeah. Um, number two for me is Friday Night Lights. So, okay. I mean, this, this, was so, this was so good that they developed a, um, a television series based off of it. I've read the book. It's, uh, it's so good. It's heart-wrenching. It's just one of the – Saddest scenes I've ever seen in cinem- cinematic history is with um, Booby Miles when he when he realizes his football career is done. So, oh, right. Friday Night Lights. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a great movie. Um, I've got Any Given Sunday for number two. Nice. Great, great, great movie. You can't go wrong with Any Given Sunday. I mean, I've yeah. never met someone that's like, nah, I don't know about that. Steaming. I actually saw um, Barstool has if you go to like their their store or like online store you can get a um willie beeman jersey oh really a shark's willie beeman yeah i love that i remember um on madden like a year or two after that movie came out you could create your team back then and mm-hmm. you you can put like you know design the jerseys and um i made their team the sharks you know nice. black with the logo yeah, yeah. the yeah. logo was similar but uh yep. Yeah, I was so determined. I'm like, I got to play with him. And I made him yeah. on that, too. That's awesome. Awesome. Demon Willie Demon. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, number one for me is The Replacement. Okay. Nice. I think well, it's funny. Keanu, you can't go wrong with Keanu Reeves. That's a great movie. And it's more like um, like kind of like a David and Goliath kind of deal. You know? Right. It's like right. He, yep. You know, he's on the boat. He's like, get away from me. I don't yeah. want to talk, man. And at yep. the end, he's, he, you know, he's, he's winning it. So. Yep. 
And then did you know Roy Anderson? So Roy from the office, Roy, he's Roy Anderson in the office is in the replacements. He's oh, the really? deaf tight end. Yeah, the deaf tight end. Oh, yeah, 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 that's and wild. Roy from the office. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah. That's hilarious. I like, um, so my number one is going to be Remember the Titans. Oh, I think it's got that, bell. it's got that, like, 40s, 50s, nostalgia, like, oh. it's just got everything, the music, you know, we are the top, you got it, like, ain't no mountain, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, ain't no valley, so it. it's just, when I think about that movie, when I watch it, it just hits me in, in a spot, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> but I will, I will definitely agree, the, the, the top five, we could have made it in a top 15, there's just so yeah. many good ones, yep. Keith, I'm not disappointed that you picked that as your number one because that I, I can't argue that. That's a solid movie. That could be number one. But for you specifically, how is Invincible? So that was part of your number one. mention. <laughs> Vince Papali. I know. I know. I almost put that number five. I almost put that number five. Um, I had Rudy. Also, I'm like, I, I'm not like, I know people love Rudy and are obsessed. I hate Rudy. Like, I don't get it, though. I hate that movie. Yeah, I thought he's a, like, he was a jerk. Yeah, I'm like, it was good, but not like top five good. But right. I think I think Invincible was like six for me. I was, yeah, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't put him over these ones. You know, I I get that. I get that. So my uh, I had three honorable mention, and one was um, Invincible. Mm-hmm. The other was The Longest Yard, the Sandler remake, not the original, and then yeah. Any Given Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Waterboy, though, I used to love I used to watch that all the time. So I guess maybe I should add that to my honorable mention as well. Yeah. Um, See, this could have been a top 15, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's wild because it's like it lends – like football and like the underdog story lends itself to so many movies and stories, you know? Yeah. Yep. So um, – and then – so let's, let's do the uh, Would You Rather – Wrap it up with some would you rather. Did you have any Keith that you came up with or, or just go with what I've got? Um, I've got one. It's not really a would you rather, though. Okay. Um, well, hold, hold on one second. Okay. Go ahead. I'm listening, Keith. Go ahead. Hit me with it. So you've been kidnapped, but the last person you saw on TV has to rescue you. Who is it? I think I've got – you know what? I can't even remember the last show I watched was right now. Oh, I bet, dude. You're either tired, delusional, or just don't watch any good shows. You know what? I watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force at about 3.30 a.m. this morning, so I'd have okay. to go with Frylock. There we go. have to be the guy that saves me. There we go. He's got powers, so I think I'd be yeah. good. <laughs> So if I went with the what I truly watched, it'd be like Kermit the Frog because my daughter watches Muppet Babies, but that doesn't count. So the show that I watched, um, I'm actually um, hesitant to tell you this, Keith, because you'll be mad at me. But So Keith recommended that I watch Viking. And I looked up I, that it's on History Channel, and I tried to see if it was on demand because I know it's on Hulu, but we don't have Hulu. So I looked up to see if it was on, on demand, and um, it wasn't. You have to rent each episode or by each episode. So I was like, ah, bummer. But in the meantime, I had found out that there was a Viking show on Netflix called The Last Kingdom. And it's got like four seasons and it's very popular. People rave about it. So I started watching that. 
And then a couple of days after I was already almost the full season for, for the full first season in, that's when I found out I could actually watch Vikings on Amazon Prime. So I haven't watched Vikings yet just because I'm really into this Last Kingdom show. So I will get to Vikings, Keith, I promise. You can't I would imagine finish about that. Thing, you can't watch two at once. That would be confusing. Right. Exactly. So I will get to Vikings, but now I'm kind of into this Last Kingdom show. But I just watched that during while well, I was eating, eating lunch before we jumped on here. And so the guy that would save me or protect me is a Viking. His name is Uhtred in the show, played by uh, actor Alexander Draymond. So I'm I'm in good hands. I got a Viking. So you'd be sad. Yeah, I've got a cartoon safe. character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. I just so I love on Twitter. 3 a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m. baby duties. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'm like, what's on? Oh, Adult Swim. Okay. There's yeah. some weird stuff on them. No, I bet, dude. I don't. I haven't watched in a little while, but I'm sure. It's wild. All right, Keith, I got two paid advertisement commercials too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've got two would you rathers. Uh, football would you rather, and then just a, in general in life would you rather. Which one do you want first? Let's do football. All right. So your team, Eagles, you have to pick either loses every game for the entire season to 0 16, or next year 0 17, or in the final seconds of the very last game of the season, you lose. And you miss the playoffs because of that loss. Which way are you going? 0 and 16, or lose at the very last second, last game, and now you're out of the playoffs. Um, 0 and 16 because then you get the first pick. That's Not only look that, at. that's though, not guaranteed. After after game 10, you're like, okay, we're not making the playoffs, so there's not much. There's not like that drop off. Like, no, we didn't get in. Like it was always yeah. there. Yeah. Which I mean, is prolonged a little more, but at the same time, you get the first pick, and then there's something yeah. to look forward to. If you're losing every game, though, and you're going 0-16, your team's not in great shape, and more than the number one pick is what you need. <laughs> For sure, and, and I feel like a lot of times, I mean, if you look at the recent situation, I mean, Detroit, I felt like was taken first a lot in recent years. I mean, just the teams that are picking early are always picking early draft after draft yeah. after draft. Yeah. Maybe not always the number one is the same team, but the top five or so, is, I just feel like it's, it's typically those same teams. So I'm going with, I'd rather my team lose at the last second and get knocked out of the playoffs because I've been in a situation where your team is considered maybe the worst team in the league. And it is a long, awful season. You don't even want to watch ESPN. You don't even want to listen to what they're saying. You know your team's a joke. You look at Twitter and people are making fun of your team. It's a long season when your team is 0-16. Whereas at least you had a fun season getting excited about possibly making the playoffs, what that could look like, how far could you go. Yeah, it might be heartbreaking at that last minute, but you, when my team made the playoffs a couple of years ago for the first time since they lost in the Super Bowl, they got killed in that first playoff game. I was so proud of them. Yeah. I was proud of those boys. Well, that's so – I, 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 I might be proud of my team for, you know, making, a, making it a fight, making it a good year. And, you know, what, maybe we fell short, but at least we're in a situation where we, we'll, we'll be back next year. Well, I like that perspective. I never thought about that because even two years ago, right, when the Eagles went to the playoffs, they beat the Bears and then lost against the Saints the next round. There was a point in the season where they were, I think, like three and six. And at that point, I was like, I don't even care. I'm not, I don't want to watch. Maybe I'm a bad fan for it, but I can't even imagine, you know, like 
two and ten or you know like starting off zero yeah. and five it's like uh, that's just misery you can't right. watch your team I mean right. you spend all your time and energy focusing on what's going on with the team so I, I guess I never thought about it like that I just have personal experience because <laughs> it's been a bad uh, I know I'm pampered I'm pampered I mean like I've got these years. high expectations now so now if you know they lose a game to an inferior opponent one game I'm like well this sucks okay I'm yep. done yep. I'm I'm more than furious if my team loses a game to someone they shouldn't lose to, which happened a lot. <laughs> my, my team loses to, you know, a few weeks in a row by like less than three points or five points. I'm like, all right, we're, we're heading the right direction. This is yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then Keith, my last one, which I like this one a lot. Would you rather have a high paying job, like make very, very good money, but you hate your job? Or your absolute dream job, but you only have enough money for like basic necessities. Like you're, you know, paycheck to paycheck, scavenging for pennies or whatever. Not scavenging, but that's tough. You get it. You that's get it. Tough. Dream job. It's more of like, um, like a mental thing at that point. You know, like do yeah. you want to be in a mental state where you're always happy because you love what you do, you love, you know, what's going on right. in your world. Or do you take the money, you know? And I, I could see it going either way. Right. I think, I mean, like, I just look at my scenario. Like, I think my dream job would be something doing, like, NFL draft research. So if I got into that and I'm still mm -hmm. living paycheck to paycheck, I would be more happy. I think I'd be more happy right. just because it's like, right. I feel like I would lose so much hair just – hating my job it doesn't matter how much you make you know as long as you can afford the things you have you can't take it right. with you so right right so i i'm a firm believer in money doesn't buy happiness yeah. but money does buy com comfortability that's true and i i just the way i how i personally operate i am a, i can be very anxious and very stressed huh. about like what could possibly happen like okay what what happens if our car breaks down and it's really expensive or what happens if we have this huge repair in our house and it's really expensive if i had to live that way and just be so unsure of finances and can i afford that especially not with a family that would be i that would lead me to not being happy and comfortable so yeah i'm not looking to buy like a range rover you know like that doesn't that's not going to make me happy but to be able to keep my family comfortable, especially now, maybe when I was younger, I'd be like, shoot, give me the, give me the, the, the dream job and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll whatever. But now I'm thinking kind of more of keeping my family safe and keep my family comfortable. So I'll, I'll, I'll work the, the cruddy job. Yeah. Not necessarily to make, I'm not looking to make millions. I just, I'm looking for com comfortable. Yeah. I could see it going either way. Cause it's really like, um, like you make it work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it would be nice. Like, I just think, I think I'm set with where I'm at now and I don't, you know, like we don't make a ton of money, but at the same time, it would be nice to be able to afford whatever we wanted too. So it's right. like, right. Right. <clears throat> but I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Well, that's all. <clears throat> that's it. That's, all. that's the one, the two I got for you this week, Keith. Yes, sir. All right. I think we had a good sewed here. And uh, if uh, you don't got anything to add, I think, uh, I think we're good. 
think so. I think so, man. I don't have anything else. I'm just uh, already thinking about what we can talk about next week. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. We'll get that yeah. list going and get on the next one. Thank you guys for right. watching. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and hit like, subscribe on the YouTube video as well. Thank you, everyone. See you next time.